0: Welcome to Las Doctoras podcast, led by our intuition, we are creating space for conversations, asking critical questions, and interrogating the oppressive systems of power we live in. We are your hosts. I am Dr. Renee Limas, pronouns she, her, hers. I'm a Cancer Sun and Moon with Pisces rising, mother of water.
1: I am Dr. Christina Rose, pronouns she, they. Virgo sun, Aquarius moon, Gemini rising, mother of earth. We are grounded in a connection to ancestral wisdom. Our work is to heal the wounds of generational trauma that is of white male and cis hetero supremacy, all while we create a way of being that celebrates, truly revels in the joy of our families and our community.
0: Join us on our journey, not toward perfection, but into reflection, immersed in compassionate self-awareness and courageous action.
1: Come sit at our kitchen table, sip on some tequila with us, and let's change our world. Salud.
0: Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome back to Las Doctoras Podcast, Season mm-hmm. 4 to a whole new season
1: season
0: four can't i it sounds amazing right saying that like <laughs> i can't believe we it's made like it a
1: complete circle right it just feels
0: mm-hmm.
1: like we made it this far not mm-hmm. like i mean that's we made it not just the podcast, you and I,
0: we're still, we still,
1: <laughs> we, we still like each Girl, other.
0: It's like, I, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a big deal for sure. We're working together. It's like a, I've said, you know, it's kind of like a marriage of sorts. Um, I know. Anyway, oh, all
1: the feels, all the
0: feels. So let's so, cheers to that. Salud to season four. Mm-hmm. I'm like, clink, clink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I think we, oh, our dedication. Yeah, so, we need to start there. Today we learned some news and mm-hmm. we really want
1: to um, honor, remember, celebrate
0: Luisa Leon mm-hmm. more as, Azy Lotus was, Art. Yeah, she was. I was like her. Her Instagram handle, Easy Lotus Heart Art. Er, an artist, Latina artist from Arizona, and gosh, I can't remember how how we found her. I don't know how I came I came across it. I you. I think I was, I think I was looking. I was looking for. I was looking for like a a virtual like paint and sip. Kind of situation, and I think I put a call out. I said, "Hey, does anybody know Latina's doing it?" And somebody um, recommended her. And then throughout quarantine, I think for like a hundred days straight, and she did online IG Lives tutorials. She was um, super real. I feel like we really got to know her. Mm-hmm.
1: We, with our families, like you know. Um,
0: mm-hmm I can hear her say "novio." There's I there's a- no I mean so she passed away um due to COVID we're not 100% what all the circumstances were around her death um but definitely a loss to uh, a lot of communities really I think and I think it was so sad is she was such a light in such a dark time you know that she, i mean right at the beginning of, of quarantine and you know everybody's a hot mess and she just kind of gave this i don't know it was it was such a light in such a dark time you know mm-hmm. and it just felt really felt good and so it feels especially sad especially sad so to you louisa Another ching-ching. Another ching-ching for Louisa. Mm. (laughs) Mm. Okay, so we're in season four, and updates. What's been happening? (laughs) I wasn't expecting this. (laughs) I mean, there's so much. Summer, Summer. Yeah, summer. Um. I know we just kind of got off of a like heavy conversation before this, but I think just to an update on where we're at, like we just started our semesters, um, Mm -hmm. you know, coming back into, coming back into, yeah, the fall. We did a pretty good job of taking July off. I want to say. As best as we could.
1: (laughs) It's it's, um, it's such an opportunity and there's just so, you know, in the world. So I think we did it. I, I want to celebrate us for the, t- the time we took to rest and spend time with, with our family and our kids without distractions, you know, or less distractions. And mm-hmm. yeah, and I think we are, we're really jamming on this <laughs> fall already. We've seen- I- our VA and our tax person and a lawyer, like my Virgo sensibilities. I know. is
0: like, is like all about it. I, yeah, I feel like, um, you know, and I think in our last episode of the third season, we talked about how rest actually allows us to come back, you know, with more energy and to be more efficient with our time. And I think that's exactly what we've been able to do. Um, you know, after getting, getting July off, coming back in August, like, yes, let's, let's do this, you know, and feeling better about ourselves. And um, I think it's a good opportunity for us to also say thank you to everybody, you know, who's come through our community in one way or another, you know, whether it be through our podcast, our book club, our writing course, our magazine. (laughs) Um, We have just, yeah, I think we're just so grateful for the, the opportunities that all of that has has given us over the last year, really.
1: So much to be grateful for. So much. Yeah. And we've done, we've done so many great, like wonderful episodes about what this year has allowed us to step into and um and really stepped into more choice,
0: more freedom.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: in the break, we got mentioned for our book club. Oh, yes. <laughs> So we got a We got a shout out from I think it was Fierce by Me Too, right? Mm-hmm, I think um, so. And they it was like top eight Latinx book clubs. And we were on the list. Right, 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 right. Can <laughs> I share who, what else
1: happened? I don't know. Should we share who reached out to us about yes love? Because I feel like this is another thing we've really waited for. We're like, okay, come on. How can we get connected to Oh, and it happened, you know, (laughs) Anna Castillo reached out to us. Mm
0: -hmm. I know.
1: I think Anna freaking Castillo. Like, yeah,
0: I mean, I feel like so this episode will probably come out once we've already like made the big announcement about the book club. So, yeah, I think we can talk about it and say, yeah, Anna Castillo's new book will be our fall selection for the book club. And we are currently in talks with her about having her come and and talk with our book club, which again, like Christina was saying, I think, um, you know, in the beginning of our book club and we were able to get some of the authors and that felt really amazing. And we were also trying to get connected with how can we get some copies of the book and how can we, you know, um, yeah, just make these, you know, bigger connections. And so, yeah, to have, have her reach out to us through her her assistant slash son (laughs) um, was, like, super amazing. It's, like, we're totally, like, fangirling. We're here, and Christine and I have both worked with her in, like, separate capacities. Um, And I think um, her books have just been so central to our growth, our scholarship. So far
1: from God. You have to read it (laughs) if you have not read So Far From God. (laughs) This, and- this is this is the god this is Diosa, like telling you read it
0: and massacre of the dreamers oh yeah and then she edited um what's the the goddess one um oh, goddess of the americas Goddess of the americas yeah i mean mm. she's a big chingona big time chingona in the in the chicana you know yeah, the Chicana scholar world. So we're excited. Um, Yeah. So I think, yeah, there's a lot to celebrate there. And um, again, just, it feels really good. And I think another thing important for us to name in that is that with our success, we've then been able to pour back into our own community in a way that previously we weren't able to, you know, when we wanted to, support local Latina businesses or Latina entrepreneurs, it was, it was always a struggle, like, oh, I don't know how much we can afford. And now because of the support from our community, you know, and then we're just able to kind of have this more reciprocal relationship back and say, yes, let's hire a tax person who's Latina.
1: A lawyer <laughs> so, who's Latina. Lat- yes. Yeah.
0: And like, and, and, and that just feels so good. You know, I think it feels good um to really think about it in terms of when we talk about like dismantling systems and dismantling capitalism, even though we still have to kind of exist within capitalism, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's this like tricky game we play. Um, But I think to say like, I think you and I have said it, you know, when people talk about divesting from places like Amazon or Walmart, you know, and it can be tricky because for some folks that is the only thing they have access to, you Mm -hmm. know, and the only thing that they can afford um and so um you know for us now being able to be able to be in a position financially to be much more conscious about where we spend our money and we can divest from amazon now you know as much as we can Mm -hmm. and we can you know um again and so it kind of creates this yeah reciprocal relationship our community invests in us and then we invest back in the community and i think that's a step in the direction of of dismantling these larger systems because we can become less and less dependent on Amazon and these big corporations and these fucking billionaires, you know, who are yeah. going to be um, <clears throat> in a vicious cycle of exploitation, you know? Um, so it feels good. It feels good. It feels great. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, This morning at my local farmer's market, I would rent directly to, you know, the, the Latinas there, and I said, "Let me. I'm gonna hook. Like, like I want to share this wealth with you. Yes, give me the big honey jar. You know, like,
0: <laughs> you know, it's yes. And so, you know, the other thing I made part of the update too is I'm still. I just moved into my house. It's been a few months, and I'm still working mm-hmm. on it. Um, and I have um, the person working in my house. He's been a family, like our family contractor for forever. My mom and I were just talking about how he redid one of my childhood house, he redid my bedroom, like right before my quinceanera, like right before I turned 15. So that Mm -hmm. tells you how long we've (laughs) known him. I'm 39 now. Um, I turned 39 over the summer. (laughs) Um, And so, and to think about like, you know, so I see him like here every day and working hard and he's got, you know, all the different trades, people, you know, the electrician and the carpenter and all these different things. Um, and, you know, and of course the bill starts racking up and I start to like, Ooh. but I also, I was telling my mom, I'm also like not going to shortchange them. I'm not going to, you know, I think sometimes it's that thing of like, when people go to Mexico, I want to haggle with like vendors, you know, on a fucking like $5 t-shirt, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Um, and take advantage of, you know, that kind of innate exploitative situation. And I'm like, look, I see the amount of labor they're putting into my house. I'm not going to try to Mm -hmm. bargain, you know, or try to haggle a price, you know, and again, feeling like I'm in a position that I can do that, right. Where I can pay them what they absolutely deserve. You know, I'm not Mm -hmm. trying to, I can't do this stuff. You know, he's underneath telling me, you know, like he you know all these plumbing issues and I'm like what you know like I wouldn't have never known that I wouldn't have been able to handle that on my own and um anyway so it just it, again it's just another layer of that feeling good that we can you know and he's yeah he's a Mexican man and so I can you know we're taking care of our people in that way yeah. um and it puts us in a in a position to to be able to do that such a simple thing But,
1: you know, when we're living from paycheck to paycheck, you don't, you don't have those options, you know, Mm -hmm. like, um, you don't, you know, yeah, there's just so much more choice if we have. And yeah, mm -hmm.
0: so I think in that way, it just, it does feel like we're living more into our principles of liberation and freedom and not just for ourselves, but for our communities and, you know, really trying to spread that, um, as far and wide as we can.
1: Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of things, you know, coming up this September, right or now. Now, but September is a big month for us. You know, we have the fall edition of Saint Lunita
0: is mm-hmm. going to be
1: out. Um, I'm so
0: excited to see. We've re- mm-hmm. we just got all of our submissions in. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, like- as of this recording, we just got all of our submissions, which felt well, I was a little nervous because. You <laughs> in the beginning I was like is it, we've got like four and then this like Thursday and Friday Friday was the the due date we got like so many more so many
1: yeah so I, so, I was like
0: oh okay we're gonna have a good robust issue um and yeah it, you know yeah so the magazine what else do we have our retreat our mini retreat is coming mm, up
1: mm-hmm. and and so this will go out after that retreat but I'm yeah. so excited about that and I'm to and I'm, oh, I need a mm-hmm. retreat. We all need retreats. <laughs> it's wonderful <laughs> to be able to offer this, you know, for our yeah. community. And the last one went just so, um, yeah, was amazing for all of us, I think. And mm-hmm. then we are launching, you know, and the retreats are part of it really, but like our next um, sacred writing course mm-hmm. um, is going
0: to be launching at the end of September. Mm-hmm. So as of this, as of the launch or the release of this episode, you can still sign up. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to um, lasdoctoras.com slash sacred writing, I think mm-hmm. or it's on our website. <laughs> and then a part
1: of that, or a part of all of these things, we have our Las Doctoras community. You know mm-hmm. that's developing.
0: So, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we we're really trying to be, I think you always say it really well, like be intentional about um how we're engaging with our community. Um and and I think we're trying to also be mindful of like we want to create this community that's engaged with each other, mm-hmm. but also um, within our own capacity, right? Because we're the ones holding space, and so how can we do it in a way that feels good for everybody? And so, yeah, we're doing a little bit of shift, but I think the shift—we're um, doing a shift in like the platforms that we're using. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be using Mighty Networks, um, but I think that shift is going to really be helpful mm-hmm. to, um, yeah, to you know, to just have a little bit more foundation, like firm foundation, mm-hmm. so that we can bring our best selves um it feels like um
1: mighty networks right it Mm -hmm. feels that platform really can hold all the aspects of who we are too Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um allow people to just come to this one space to interact with with us and each other um
0: so as of now that's where we're housing our book club so um you can go to lasdoctoras.org yeah, our website too, Mm -hmm. (laughs) lasdoctoras.net slash book club. Um, And then it has all the information there about joining our book club and like we said our fall book selection will be Anna Castillo we're working to finalize the date for that so when we're going to um, have our first book club meeting with Anna Castillo oh my god super exciting um oh. but you can you can join our book club there you can also learn about our writing course um what else what else what else do we have yeah our magazine's coming out on September 22nd so saintlunita.com um, you can definitely look look out for the new edition of that um, I mean, what else
1: could there be I mean is there is this se- the, the
0: a launch of season 4 podcast <laughs> <laughs> I mean right like what else could there be um, we still
1: have yeah, a and I- submitted you know in the anthology <laughs> that's coming out and we have uh, some music Las Abuelas, oh is, you know, that's there's making so a lot. lot of
0: making a lot of gains. we're really making a lot of progress so whew. I know.
1: I know. There's just such a fullness and we have so much support these days. It's just <laughs> so awesome. Just wonderful. Just wonderful. So that's it. And so, um, is that it? Is that it? I yeah.
0: I mean, I think it. so. I think, yeah.
1: So I think that brings us to something that we want to talk about today, which is, you know, in this intro to season four, welcome back, um, episode, we would like to talk about what's coming up for us and mm-hmm. what we hope to bring to these episodes this season.
0: Mm-hmm. Like and what do you have to look forward to? <laughs> what kinds of combos? More yeah. vulnerability. More <laughs> crying. No. <laughs> Cry,
1: I don't know. Crying, no. Um, it, it, well... I mean, when I was thinking about, we talked about this before, it just strikes me as another layer. You know, yes, when we talked about menstruation and, and shame, mm-hmm. that was a big deal. And then we talked about money and shame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And truthfully, this conversation, you know, is very deep and vulnerable to us. So I, I like to think, I haven't even, we haven't talked about it yet, but what we we are gonna get to it is. This has to do with our children, you know, and not like we're not going to bring our children on the episodes or anything like that. It's <laughs> although, not about that. Although
0: maybe <laughs> <laughs> we should have that on the docket somewhere.
1: <laughs> it brings up the vulnerability of us as parents. You know, parenting mm. is such a, a deeply vulnerable calling spiritual discipline, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, we want to talk about what it means to parent mm our children in the world that we live in now
0: Mm -hmm.
1: we want what that brings up for us as women you know identified people as um gender and ethnic studies (laughs) you know profas like as people who believe in magic you know Mm. of of our kids and who are really wanting to come from a liberating place in all aspects of our lives.
0: It's a lot of shit that comes (laughs) up, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of, it's like, Yeah. When you, when you put it, when you hear it all (laughs) out like that (laughs) and you're like, oh, it's, it's a lot of things to hold. It's a lot of balls in the air. (laughs) You know, it's a lot of things to hold. It's like, you know, we're trying to approach parenting, you know, from this nonviolent perspective, which requires a certain amount of work because we have to like unlearn how we were parented and get hold on to some of those gifts and you know and then try to you know and that's work just on that level there's work and then we add the layer of like oh and we want to um make sure they understand gender from a non-binary perspective and make sure they mm-hmm. have room to explore their gender and sexuality and you know have the language to do that and to have you know and to feel empowered and and have sex positive right like it's like, it's like another layer, another layer, another layer. And you kind of yeah. somehow, and then, oh, and then we also as individuals, as women <laughs> want to feel fulfilled and in our, in our, and, and feel desired, you know, and pleasure in, in what we do, but also know that we're doing it for, you know, that we are are doing it for the collective, right. It's not just individualism. And so it's like all these layers and somehow we have to do it all at the same time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Things I wish someone had told me before I had a child was I may never be able to jump on a trampoline again for the, in the same way. (laughs) And, um, and every developmental milestone age of my child, my own stuff from my childhood is going to come up. Mm. Um, (laughs) and am I ready for that and I don't know if I had been (laughs) if I would have said yes to both of those things but it's it's real it's real so
0: (sighs) yeah it's it's a lot we're calling these episodes you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean I think and and the topics that we kind of want to um flesh out in this season are things, again, you know, like in, in previous seasons and previous episodes where it's been things that we've been sitting on for a while, things that, you know, we've been discussing behind the scenes for a while and recognizing the importance to have those conversations, um, you know, in a public forum and also engage with others, you know, bring others into those conversations. You know, I think we want to Um, kind of get back to that a little bit, you know, inviting other folks to come and and be in conversation with us. Um, We need help. We need help.
1: (laughs) No, no. I mean, yes, yes. And and the way that we seek help is community conversation, you know, all of that. So important.
0: Yeah. So let's let's I think the one of the biggest things that we've been talking about for a really long time is exploring the full complexity dynamics around masculinity, right? The good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of different approaches, you know, that we're gonna, you know, we are we are mothers of, of boys, right? Um, and so again, it's that like, okay, we know we have boys, right? They they are pretty firm in their gender identity. <laughs> I think at this point.
1: I was thinking about it. I was thinking about how to talk about that. And like our, our kids, wannabe boys like <laughs> yeah. which is and and they and, and so I, I mean we haven't i mean yeah i mean we don't live in a totally gender non-binary world we've been right we right. teach this we we offer these things there's as much, much as we can there's space for our kids you know there is right there is space for our kids to I, express I think... themselves in a multitude <laughs> of ways yeah you know
0: and and so it's funny because that there's our wound coming in immediately right where we're 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 seeing this this is there like you know we have so cisgender boys right because you know and um you know because they identify as the sex they were assigned at birth and we're like you're saying it because you're questioning yourself (laughs) I know. You're like, you like? Know. Do we give them enough space to explore their gender? Are we giving them? You know. The answer if- is
1: no, right? The answer is just like no. We 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 could never do that. But maybe in a few generations, you know. I think yes.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think so. The, you know, this is this is what we're gonna be exploring. You know, like like let's hold <laughs> off on really going down that road. But you're right. The answer is, the answer is yes and no. Really, the answer is yes more than our parents ever gave us to explore our gender. Um sure. and no in that we're still working through our shit. And so yeah. it's hard for us to hold space for them when we're all, we're you know we're still you know struggling. Um but we're, we're also- not
1: raising them in a vacuum either. Like we are connected exactly. to our families and our exactly. culture and, and our, they and our community a, a lot of a lot.
0: A lot of baggage that they we can't force them to unpack. So it's, yeah, it, 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 there's a lot of layers of, of complexity to that, you know, and, and yeah. then, you know, it's, it's just a recognition that, um, you know, it's just having grace for ourselves, I think, and this recognizing the difference between theory and practice, right? And, you know, yeah. we, we teach, we do definitely teach, I think, from, from a, an embodied um, practice, but there, there a lot of it is still very theory based, right? The idea of like how we deconstruct gender, um, and I think there's a lot of people in our community who do that really well in practice, um, and and we're in doubt of ourselves. We are gender studies professors who are fucking doubting our ability to actually put what we preach to practice what we preach, right? Is I mean that's what we're saying. <laughs> that's what I yeah. feel. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, that's that is what we're saying because. You know, it's the the borderlands here is a real thing too, right? Like mm-hmm. we are
0: definitely, and we have to. It's yeah. Again, it, this will be a whole conversation. Yeah. Okay, so we're, we're gonna, dealing with we're that. Gonna, we're gonna talk about with that. that. I think the other layer of masculinity that we're or uh, you know the other layers of masculinity that we're dealing with is also um, the ways in which we as women in a male dominated society have had to perform masculinity that in some ways can also become toxic, right? So that we right. we as women, we as femmes, <clears throat> perform this toxic masculinity as a means of survival.
1: I'm loving that. I was thinking about the word femme, uh, about wishing I had said that earlier, but feeling good about what, what, what was said, you know, because I think it is true. And also performative <laughs> versus real and actual, which, something that we're discerning you know like Mm -hmm. how often you know we've had to assimilate in certain ways or and now also still wanting to really be in deeply in touch with our masculinity you know like Mm -hmm. those are both those
0: are both part of this conversation yeah and I think um and I think of course a part of that conversation is thinking about the men in our lives whether it be fathers whether it be brothers whether it be partners you know and and um, and then culturally when we think about machismo right mm-hmm. and how that is so deep seated and rampant you know in our families and in our communities and how anytime we've had to go to battle with it <laughs> you know the struggles of that and and again the complexities and um and i think you know cuz something that we've we've discussed too is recognizing that there are men not enough, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but there are men who are doing the work of, you know, dissecting, deconstructing their own toxic masculinity, you know, and And people
1: and non-binary, right? Trans, Mm -hmm. like there are many people loving and living into a masculinity and a femininity Mm -hmm. that feels really authentic and and Mm -hmm. compassionate
0: so i think Uh, that we're hoping to like bring somebody on bring a man (laughs) bring on a man that is is you know is able to speak to that you know um is able to speak to how they are are deconstructing you know toxic masculinity in their own lives and and also being um maybe pillars in their own communities you know to get other men to to really do that work you know which is very, I've I've always said it, you know, because even when I think about Tommy, you know, my husband and, you know, I think, I don't know if he's consciously, (laughs) if he consciously does it, but I don't think he's as invested in machismo as a lot of other men I know are. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, But I also
0: know that it's very difficult for him. Like if he was in a group of men to be the one that's going to call him out on their shit, it's very hard because Mm -hmm. that puts you, that puts a man Mm -hmm in an um in sort of a a situation of isolation or Mm -hmm. like excommunication you know what I mean like oh you're one of those like you know and I think men struggle finding friends as it is (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and so it it, you know it's it's and and that's not not to say that's not to make an excuse for men or that's not to sort of like you know it's just to just recognize that there are again there's these different sort of complexities that even men are dealing with you know which is why i think we as gender studies professors when we talk about feminism and you know bell hooks feminism was for everybody feminism will also free men too and i think alok has has alluded to that as well the idea of like my heart i just <laughs> mm, i love
1: yeah love, yeah, yes mm-hmm.
0: you know talking about um you know, that, that toxic masculinity harms everybody, you know, it's not just, it's not just women, you know, we tend to be the victims of that toxic, Mm -hmm. violent masculinity, but, you know, men too, you know, um, men too are the victims on some level, you know, of their own, Mm -hmm. you know, of their own shit, Um, Yeah, so I think, yeah, masculinity is a big topic that we really want to unpack and look at the different layers. And and I think ultimately thinking about what does that mean for us raising little boys?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking at our list here and I'm seeing masculinity, queering, politics, sexuality, sex, kids, sex positivity, And I'm feeling very much like this is fifth house stuff.
0: (laughs) I love you. I love when you, I love when you're like.
1: Isn't it? Like we're just just kind of like leaning into that, which is again, right.
0: My Chiron,
1: your Chiron, it's in Taurus. Mine's in the fifth house. This is my only fifth house placement is the
0: healing. You know, I've
1: got like. Whereas you have everything. Everything in in the fifth house. house.
0: (laughs) I've got my sun, my moon. Like, yeah, I'm a fifth house like. That's and incredible. I'm fourth house,
1: everything else, you know. So that's interesting. We're
0: that is interesting.
1: It just seems like we are really yeah needing needing to step into that creativity, that fertility of life, mm-hmm. that pleasure, and like that sacral chakra, like all of I don't know. I'm seeing all of that here. Yeah. In this, and it's very embodied, you know. I think that's the mm-hmm. other thing because we've talked we we had yeah we want to come to uh, back to our episode um, on thinking uh, on queering on queering mm-hmm. um, everything, <laughs> but mm-hmm. talking about mm-hmm. that queering within ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. So we we touched on that last season. We want to come back to it. We've talked mm-hmm. about pleasure, um, mm-hmm. and we want to imbi- I think we want to embody that in ways that we can on a podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess that sounds mm-hmm. really. Um, and and we've talked you know a lot about our children.. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, to talk about like, them at I the center my- of our conversation is is the new thing here, and that's, um,
0: yeah,, yeah. I think um, hmm, coming back to... conversation around queering and um that was a big episode for us you know yeah (laughs) it was. was it was a big episode for us um because yeah you know we're just you know we're dealing with being you know coming from these religious backgrounds and these religious upbringings and I mean I'm always in awe of how far you've come knowing your history and I'm like how how did it's like how did you get out like how did you make it out because so many people don't right um and so I I, I read I read (laughs) and I think um and so it was a big you know it's what I think sometimes what seems like a baby step to other people for us feels like this huge leap you know because of where we've come from and you know um and where we you know we still exist in to a certain extent um Mm -hmm. and then of course you know also being amongst (laughs) queer folks and amongst queer scholars right and reading Mm -hmm. queer scholars and and Mm -hmm. um so I think we're, we're wanting to kind of um do a little bit more unpacking on our relationship to the idea of queer and queering Mm -hmm. and the kinds of relationships sex Mm -hmm. (laughs) um everything the kind of desire like how all of these things you know we're trying essentially like Mm -hmm. we're queering all of that (laughs) thinking Mm -hmm. about queer as a verb right
1: Uh um
0: not a, a noun, right, I guess, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: or not an adjective, but, you know, really thinking of queer as a, as a verb of something that you are actively doing. Yeah, action. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it in the ways that I think language, like how much space that creates, that openness, like to practice, you know, a practical, like, like, it just mm-hmm. has this sense of process, which we know is, the real truth of our lives we live in a process it's not mm-hmm. destination oriented even though so much of our framework has made us think that you know like um arriving at our full sense of who like getting to know our full sense of selves is a journey it's the lifelong journey and so I feel like queering is definitely a part of that I mean mm-hmm. our favorite verbs like querying deconstructing <laughs> unpacking. Reclaiming, <laughs>
0: reclaiming, um,
1: celebrating,
0: decolonizing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, and I, I think part of that conversation is, um, you know, I turned 39, you're just about to be 40, 40, 42 in a week. In a week. <laughs> I'm like, I yes. want you to own it. Um, yes. and I in think like yeah. in, in, in this place in our lives, um, Wanting to give ourselves so much more room to explore, you know, like wanting to feel free to kind of explore in a world, in a world that tells us as women that we like peak in our thirties, right? Like, or or in a world that no, not even like sometimes we peak in our twenties, or you know, and so here we are coming into our forties, feeling like oh, we still have a whole life ahead of us to be able to live our best lives and you know, live into the things that maybe we would have liked. I mean, I can speak for myself <laughs> and just say, yes! I'm like, man, there's things I wish I would have done. I'm like, wait, I could still do them. Right. And I know. Mm-hmm. what does that mean? Um, I think, um, I think part of the, you know, so yeah. And in relation to sex relationships um, and really, I think coming from a Decolonial perspective, right? I think we want to a bit, talk a little bit about non-monogamy at some point and what that means and the complexities of that. And again, to talk to somebody in our community um, who is kind of is living into that and and again, just give us insight onto that because you know it's important to understand. I mean, monogamy is a is a colonial construct. It's a social construct, right? Um, <laughs> and um, and I think those are. You know, those are things important to name. I think the other thing I'm like, what else did we want to within that? Is yeah, I think sex positivity is a big thing, right? So all those yeah. layers, right, of parenting, it's like you know, give them space to explore their gender and you know, have them understand consent, but no shame. And it's like they sometimes what feel like contradicting. It's like you don't want them to feel shame about their bodies, but you also want them to understand consent because again, from a traditional perspective, those two things don't make sense right (laughs) like you know um and so it's and so we're trying to like how how can how does that work on an everyday practical level with our kids especially as boys who will eventually hold a a certain privilege in society you know um to understand boundaries while understanding while you know be given space to explore their sexuality
1: just so many questions. I love it. There's just so many questions that we have um, that our children have <laughs> inspired in us. And yeah. the answers are required <clears throat> daily, you know, like, <laughs> it is a, it's something that if we didn't have these children, we may not have ever had these conversations, truthfully, right? I don't know, maybe, maybe. I, probably I, no, I but think it's, I... it's now because it's, we In have our faith. they're a gift. They're like that, they are the awakeners, right? You know, they oh, for
0: sure. And you know,
1: as you were talking it, I also I was just like, Yeah. This is <laughs> my therapist. I was like, how much more unpacking do I have to do? <laughs> and you know, and and the answer is like always, you know, Forever. all the time. Like <clears throat> just it just sounds like we're both like a, like as you were saying, I was like, are we really afraid to just like speak our truth? You know, like. Like it's us. (laughs) Like part of me is like, yes, you, you know, and we've said this before, like, we're like, we are witches, you know, like in the world, (laughs) like already just in how we exist. So why are we so still afraid to name these things or to say them? And it's, Mm. it's literally, I mean, I can feel my nine-year-old self or my eight-year-old self just being terrified to say I'm queer, you know, terrified to say, mm. you know, sex, sexuality, like, you know, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. integral mm-hmm. to my way of being, you know, um, so, yeah, I just, I'm like, yeah, I'm done, I, I, I want to be done, like, being afraid to, like, I wanted to say, you know, to so that part of myself, in all these episodes, yeah, let's, you know, just be, let's just be ourselves, yeah. you know, like, and let's just ask the question. We don't have to know any at all. We don't have to like have named it all. <sighs> yeah. Um, and that be coming from that place. I hope then I can be a better parent, you know, to my, yeah. to my kid, you know? So,
0: and I think yeah. part of that is also, you know, for me, a big theme has been grace, giving myself grace, you know, yeah. for when I am in those moments And yeah, because I'm getting tripped on my words because I'm still fucking unpacking it for myself. And then, you know, they're sitting there with their eyes, like waiting for me for an answer. And it's like I'm trying to give an answer that's both not going to shame them, but also going, you know, it's like and and I get stuck. And and the stuckness comes from the fear of my own fear of my own sexuality and the fear of my own, um times that I you know what I mean They're just fear of myself and so it, it all of that comes to the surface in that moment with your kids who are looking at you you know definitely as a mirror and uh and and then you might get it wrong you know and then you're like later you're like fuck what what and, and then you got to do like you know you got to go back and be like wait you know or you're like okay and then you gotta you find yourself like I find myself like practicing things <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, the next time mean, they ask they me, they this time I practice these things, you know. I
1: want to practice them with you <laughs> in these conversations, not just in the shower. When I'm like, how can I say that in a way? Yeah. Or, let me look up, let me look up what's what, is, what is some, you know,
0: Leslie. Yeah give me some answers yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah. but even 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 thinking about it as like we need answers or we need like directions
1: we don't have to have answers we don't yeah
0: and I think that I the more I learn to be vulnerable even with my kids and to say like I'm doing my best you know I don't know everything or you know um you know just being real vulnerable you know within of course their age you know, you know, understanding yes. of that, but, you know, really trying to I, I, I forgot where I saw it, but at some point thinking about how, you know, again, they learn they don't learn by what you say they learn by what you do. <laughs> Thinking that there was always times when I didn't want to cry in front of them, you know, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, wait, but if they don't see me cry, or if they don't see Tommy cry, how are they gonna know that it's okay for them to cry, you know, yeah. or that I'm human, <laughs> you know, because I think they still have this like, Mama is superhuman, you know, yeah, um, and to know that I have my sad moments, you know what I mean, and um, yeah, and then and of course, again, all of that comes up in the moment you're like, ah, and you get stuck and. And, um, and I think, yeah, I think we want to, again, invite people in our community to, to have these conversations with and talk them out and, um, and come from a, from that idea of maybe we don't have to have all the answers, but we can just even give them questions and be like, yeah. Yeah. like, that's a really good question, you know, <laughs> that I find myself seeing a lot more when I don't have the answer before. I think when I didn't have the answer, I would <clears throat> like rack my brain for, to, to give them something. <laughs> and now I'm just like, you know, that's a really good question. <laughs> you know, I don't know, you know, or I'll say like, well, what do you think? You know, um, and then they, sometimes <laughs> they'll have these profound, like, I think, blah, 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 you know. Um, uh-huh. But yeah. And that's,
1: yeah, just, I, I think it's in those moments too, and what these conversations have allowed in my life and all and other aspects, and I want to bring it here, and I think we both do, is just this, yeah. Uh oh, like space, breathe it, breathable space. Mm-hmm. And that presence that we can bring in those moments because, because of the, these conversations we have together on the podcast. I mean, it's already done magic in my life. And I just, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm excited to for that same grace to be given into these relationships, you know, these conversations with our children. Um,
0: Speaking of magic, (laughs) I think one of the other topics (laughs) that we are hoping to bring to our podcast, so we're trying to manifest something. (laughs) We're trying to, we, you know, in the vein of wanting to, you know, you said like, you know, we are witches, we are brujas, but sometimes there's fear of naming that. And especially in certain spaces, right? It could be sometimes even within our own families or, in the institutions that we work at, you know, it's kind of, there's a fear around naming that, <laughs> even though we know, like we know better, but it's not, it's, you know, it's hard to kind of really be in that vulnerable place. And I think that, um, and I think that there's a lot of people in our community and in like Bruja communities who there's a conversation. I feel like there's a conversation happening mm-hmm. around even the idea of claiming yeah. Bruja identity identity. Um, or brujeria and I think we want to we really want to set the intention to kind of hold a space and bring folks together to really to really have a full complex nuanced conversation around that taking into consideration colonization taking into consideration um binary ways of thinking yeah you know um history Uh um Identity politics, you know, uh, colorism, you know, complex, yeah. like, just, and I think even and, and another big topic, but we hope to kind of bring within this is Latinidad.
1: Yes. <laughs> How yes. can we
0: unpack what that means? You know, there's a lot of talk around, especially among scholars around you know, the X and Latinx and, and Latinidad in general and what all that means and mm-hmm. um, and around identity and, and what do we call ourselves, what do we claim. And um but I think that you know we, we we're hoping to bring together some brujas in our community and um, we're hoping to have have a like a, a an event. <laughs> yes. <laughs> an I event it. that we will you know essentially <laughs> I think you called it a summit, a summit. I I want to have a Bruja summit. Um, we're putting it out there. We're going to be reaching out to some of our, our Bruja homies. Um, yeah. Bruja, Brujo, Bru, Bruhex, right. Whatever. However we would say that. Um, and uh, yeah, I think, I think, I think we need to hold a space to have a conversation because um I don't know. I just think there's something powerful. I, I I just have this sense of this, what's happening, you know, out in the world. And there's a lot of people, you know, in that space of wanting to reclaim that magic. Um, yes. And, but also doing it from a, um, a socially conscious perspective, doing it with an understanding of the larger context of colonization and white supremacy and all these things, mm-hmm. right. We're not these, we're not these white new age yogis, you know, who think they can call themselves shamans <laughs> after a weekend, oh. you know, in wherever country they go and exploit. Like <laughs> um, you know, and oh, so it's a
1: it's a reclamation thing. Can you imagine like yeah, just just suddenly just imagining the word like chicanas, like whites, you know, like
0: like like right. Europe <laughs> European chick
1: they're like, oh, that's so cool. And I, you know, like, it's so interesting. Let's, let's all go be
0: Chicanas, right? Like that, like that. Yeah, I get it. Um, and, you know, and so there's, again, just like anything, there's a lot of different layers and, and, and nuances. I, liked, to I liked your, like, white people accent. <laughs> <laughs> your,
1: white, your, white, your white privilege accent. Sometimes
0: I slip into that. Uh, depending. <laughs> it's really weird. My dad used to call me out on it all the time. Oh, like yeah. In high school, I, I had a few more white friends. <laughs> than I do now and my dad would be like stop talking like a white girl and I would be like what do you mean like it was just it was interesting um mm. anyway um uh- <laughs> no 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 it's wonderful it's I love just hearing it I love I love
1: hearing about your dad I love like I feel like mm.
0: oh I feel like I'm definitely be talking about my dad in, in, in some of these episodes you know especially around masculinity and Yeah. Um, Things like that. But yeah, I think that's our other intention is to is to really kind of hold space for a conversation around brujería and, um, you know, again, all the complexities of that, because because we do see, um, you know, within within our community, within our broader Latinx, Chicanx, you know, community, you know, we see this move to really center a lot of spiritual and ancestral practices. Yeah, yeah. and so we just yeah we just kind of want to hold space for for a conversation that can be fun informative and then I think there's a lot of mystery too there's a lot of stigma right
1: Mm -hmm. there's still a lot
0: of like you know um fear and Mm -hmm. uh, misunderstandings Mm -hmm. you know and so I think just being able to kind of really speak to all of those things I think honestly we just want to bring a lot of our bruja friends to like we not friends because we don't know personally a lot of them (laughs) But we just want to bring all the like brujas that we fangirl over. and, you know, um, mm-hmm. and you know, many of them, Latinas or women of color, you know, that are are doing amazing work. and it would be cool to like see them all in space, and you know, be able to kind of hold these conversations. So, yeah, I think that's that's what we're we're hoping to bring you. some talks about masculinity, some talks around, queering our whole existence (laughs) sex positivity all with our our children in mind and I mean Uh even our conversation around brujería is is ultimately around thinking about what kind of spirituality are we passing on to our children right as 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 people who came from these religious backgrounds that that all spirituality was centered on that
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, with no room for anything else and, and thinking of like, what are, what are we giving to our kids? You know, mm. can, can we give them mm. the best of all worlds? You know, can we give, you know, for me, especially because so much of our Catholic mm. practices are our cultural practices as well. So it's like, how can we hold on to, and mm-hmm. you know, you and I've talked about that a lot, right. It's like, mm-hmm. how can we hold on to those, the good things about, you know, those like coming of age, Ceremonies, but that are mm-hmm. often always tied to like religious ceremonies. How
1: mm-hmm. can we hold
0: on to the coming of age part without mm-hmm. the religious connection, but maybe still in a spiritual sense, right? Like, and how can we kind of shift that for ourselves? And I think this broader conversation around brujeria can help us kind of create some firm grounding in that.
1: I love it. I love like providing this spiritual context for, um, as you mentioned coming of age and masculinity um that's liberating and creative and compassionate like I think that bruhari is a necessary conversation I am also thinking about how you know September October we have the veil getting thinner I just feel like there is a lot of that that's a part of this because you know all of it is tapping into our ancestors into their gifts mm-hmm. And also into the generational trauma and healing that we're doing too. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels very much in line suddenly too. Fifth house shit and <laughs> and you know the veil getting thinner. Like
0: we are, yeah, we're listening in those ways. Yeah, I'm loving it. So I'm excited. I'm excited for this season and and I think the other thing is, you know, we were we were brainstorming all this the other day after we had a meeting with our our virtual assistant and I said that that's the freedom that hiring a virtual assistant has given us because for a you know, when we first started the podcast, we were it was all about like DJing about oh who what can we talk about? Who can we talk to? Mm -hmm. And we were doing editing and we were, you know, we were doing a lot of, we were doing everything. Mm -hmm. And in being able to um, give those responsibilities over to somebody else, you know, having somebody else editing, having somebody else, send out emails, having somebody else, it's given us much more space to dream about the kinds of conversations that we can have. And that feels so good. (laughs) It feels so good.
1: And our Penai uh, virtual assistant is amazing. <laughs> She's it's her gift, so it's wonderful to be able to uh, just highlight her her gifts, you know. Too so, yeah. and I do. I want to lean more into dreaming this maybe this fall too. Thinking, oh, just suddenly, I was like, maybe we could do dream stuff before we record so the next day. That could be part of our thing, but. I think leaning into our intuition is what we're just talking about mm-hmm. and having a little space to do that is, um, yeah. something that felt- we don't take
0: for granted, you know? So, yeah, I felt like, yeah, I'm like, when did we meet on Thursday? Was it Thursday? Mm-hmm. And I felt like we were getting back to like, that's how we started was just like dreaming, into, like, you know, and it just, it felt really good to have the space to do that. Um,
1: so yeah mm, so thank you christy thank you natalie <laughs> thank you you know taylor thank you all the
0: all the people all our all our uh, june right <laughs> thank you june oh my god thank as you, she would june. call it our sacred support all our sacred support um and even even those i mean salisa so right media um ah. all of those in our community who've been like we call them our ogs <laughs> Mm-hmm. but you know who've been listeners followers for a long time and always been kind of super supportive and um yeah mm. Gracias. well we look okay. forward to season four and
1: adios bye.